You are listening to episode 113 of the Vine Podcast. Are you using Gutenberg blocks yet? If you're not, you're going to want to listen to this episode to hear some ideas for blocks that you can start using right away. These blocks will help the important section of your content stand out against that common image, text, ad pattern that many blogs have. And these reusable sections of content really contain important information, but are often overlooked when they simply blend into the rest of your blog post. And Gutenberg can really help you to have these content areas stand out. And we're going to talk about some of the important ones that you should be using right away. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another week of the Vine podcast. So excited that you are checking out today's episode and this one was such a fun one for me to prepare for and I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I realize that it's been quite a while since I have talked about Gutenberg in any capacity and I honestly forget sometimes that not everyone is using Gutenberg and often with our clients when we have our initial strategy call, we talk about if they are using Gutenberg or not and we throw around some ideas for some of the best ways to start utilizing Gutenberg in the their current blog posts. And I'm always surprised by how many of them are not using Gutenberg yet. So if that is you, I really want to encourage you to take the leap and to get started with using this block editor system that WordPress has built in. But before I dive too much into Gutenberg nerdiness, I want to do a quick introduction for you guys if you are brand new to the podcast. I know that for so many of the new podcasts I listen to, I skip over the pre-recorded information because I really just want to get to understanding if this podcast is a good fit for me. And so I just love to do a quick introduction just in case you are brand new or in case you've forgotten what this podcast is all about. So my name is Madison Wetherill and I am the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios. Over there, we specialize in making custom brands and websites for food bloggers looking to take their blog to the next level. And we really love to be able to partner with our clients to figure out what that next level is going to look like. Food bloggers have so many incredible ideas, but often it's really the implementation of those ideas that they need a little bit of support around. And we find that for a lot of our clients, their brand and their website often doesn't feel like it matches where their business has grown to and where they've really grown to as a blogger. And so we love to be able to partner with our clients to really just close that gap and create something that just feels professional and really attracts the people that they want to be attracting to their website. So as always, if you are curious about how we work with clients and if you would be a good fit, you can always head over to graceandvinestudios.com. Click on the services tab to see all of our different packages, what the availability looks like for those, what the price looks like for those, and what types of things are included. We are going through a revamp of our entire website right now, and so a lot of that's going to be changing in the next couple of weeks, but I will definitely be letting you guys know that as that comes up. And lastly, I would love to encourage you to sign up for our email updates so that you get every podcast episode emailed right to you. 
I also love to share other relevant industry information and tips and tricks, that type of thing. So I would love for you to be a part of that email list so that you never miss an episode and you can really stay up to date with what is going on in the food blogging world. So you can find the direct link to that sign up form right in the show notes in your podcast player, or you can head to thevinepodcast.com and you will be able to see the sign up form for that right there. Okay, so let's dive into this topic of Gutenberg and specifically which types of blocks you should be using right away. Again, if you're not using Gutenberg yet, you really could be missing an incredible opportunity to not only streamline your blog post process and workflow, but also to create a memorable user experience for your readers. Gutenberg is now the native and go-to WordPress editor as the classic editor is no longer being supported. And you may have also heard this known as the block editor. It really works similarly to a page builder and that it has those drag and drop features that make it really easy to use as the blogger. And it also has that what you see is what you get editor where you can change something and see it visually changing right in front of you rather than having to preview the post to fully experience what it's going to look like. And when you use this editor, it's really going to help you to have more control and flexibility over the content areas of your blog post without needing to rely on coding to be able to do something like change the font color or change the font size or to create a a background color behind an area of content. If you are brand new to using this editor or you are just not feeling like you're using it to its fullest, then I would love to introduce my course to you. Simplify with Gutenberg. This is really a crash course of how to use the block editor and it's really going to help you get caught up to speed with how to start using this and how to really move away from using the classic editor that is no longer being supported and is honestly just not going to enhance your blog post workflow or the experience that someone is having on your site. So you can find the show notes link to that as well. And now we're going to just dive into some ways that you can start utilizing blocks in your blog posts. So when we're thinking about blocks, we're really thinking about those common sections or parts of your blog post. Those are typically going to be the sections that repeat in many of your blog posts and really when you think about those sections that repeat over and over again, these are the perfect candidate for using a block to help that content stand out more. I mentioned in the introduction that many blog posts have that image, text, ad, repeat type of pattern throughout the blog post. And so what is naturally happening is our readers are just skimming over all of that valuable content. And we really want to call out some of those pieces of content that is really helpful information for our readers and the stuff that we really want our readers to you know, be engaging with and reading. Obviously, there's a lot of information that we put into blog posts for SEO reasons, but even when you think about the SEO specific type of content that you're adding to a blog post, you're doing that because it's helpful information. And so if you can really think about what would be the most important to highlight for somebody, that's where we can really utilize Gutenberg blocks to help that content stand out. And then these can also be created as a reusable block to create a template for yourself to easily use every time, just changing out the specific words and content that you're using in that block after you convert that reusable block over to a regular block, which again, I go over all of this and how to do this in the course, but it's also something that you could easily just look up on Google to figure out how to do that specifically. But I really just wanted to set the stage with kind of how we want to think about these blocks. And when we're just trying to come up with different ideas, we want to be thinking about what are those pieces of content that you are repeating and utilizing over and over again in your blog posts. So the first type of block that you should be utilizing or could be utilizing is an affiliate links block. There are so many different ways that you can do this visually, but 
This is basically where you can highlight recommended products by using a column to highlight multiple images with a link to buy, or you could also create a block that points to a shop page where you have all of your favorite products listed in it. I also recently learned that Tasty Links has a really cool way to do this within their plugin specifically, which I haven't explored yet, but if you're already using the Tasty Links plugin for your affiliate links, and this might be something to explore and see if that is a kind of built-in feature that you can use right away. But the point here is that you really want to be able to highlight those useful tools and products that you need to use or could use to make your recipe even easier for people. And when we have this in a visual way that is not just text links, it's really gonna draw someone's attention in and they're more likely to click on that and actually look at the product and buy it or at least just you know have that tracking link going to their Amazon, you know, their next Amazon purchase so that you're getting that credit for that affiliate link. These next two block ideas are a little bit related, so I'm just gonna share them together. And that is you could highlight a related category or you could highlight related posts. So within the related category idea, this is really where you could highlight whatever category your recipe fits into. So for example, highlighting your main dishes category page on a chicken casserole recipe. Using a block to highlight this category is really gonna help people to be able to dive into more content that is similar to the posts that they're already on and most likely are already enjoying if they have stuck around long enough to see this block in the first place. And this block is really going to give them somewhere else to go where they're able to see other content that is related. Similarly, if you are able to highlight other related posts to the recipe that somebody is on, you can use a related post block to do this. And there are, again, so many visual ways that you can do this. But one of the first ways that comes most naturally to me when I'm thinking about this is to highlight related blog posts with images and post titles. That is really going to draw somebody in because it's not a full width image like your, the rest of your images are on your post. And it's going to just help somebody to, at a glance, be able to see what other types of recipes you have that are similar. And again, the further that we're able to get someone to click into your site, into other pages, is really going to help them to have that user experience on your site and to help them really figure out whether or not this site is a good spot for them to be. You could also just use a simple list block and put a background color behind it so that that content kind of stands out against your white background of your site. Now this next block is another one of my favorites. Really all of these are my favorite to utilize because they're so helpful to get people to stop their scroll and to really pay attention to what they are just scrolling right past on your blog post. They're really going to, it's going to grab their attention when they see it designed in a different way than the rest of your post. And so this next one specifically is tips or suggestions. And this is something that most likely you already have in every single blog post in some capacity. You have at least one tip or suggestion for how to make the recipe, but instead of just putting that in the regular text, highlight this and make it stand out with a graphic, a larger text, or a background color behind this information. There are, again, so many ways to do this, but if you can stick with a consistent theme when we're talking about these different blocks and how you design them and how you use them, it's going to really help someone to, over time, start to know that, okay, that green background information is something I need to pay attention to because it's where I'm going to learn the tips and tricks for making this recipe or it's where I'm going to learn the substitutions for this recipe. You can also do a really fun thing that is kind of brand related, and that's our last one, um, a last example of a block that you could be using. And this is my favorite one to figure out with our web design clients because it really helps to really get clear on 
why someone would come to your recipe in particular versus somebody else's. And it's really, you know, there's usually some sort of fact or tip or helpful information that you're including in a recipe that ties into your overall brand. So you're not just doing it because it's random information. You're not just finding something on Wikipedia and sharing it. There's really a reason why that resonates with your brand and with your audience. So in the past, we've done things like added a history behind the dish block, a brand specific ingredient, like something like a gluten-free flour highlight, or even adding a skill level block to describe the skill level of a recipe so people can understand if it's a recipe that they can make or not. On my food blog in particular, something that I started doing a long time ago was including a sharing tip. So I like to talk about hosting people and sharing food with others. And so I would have a section in certain blog posts where it was like how you could share this recipe with friends with some different ideas of ways to gather people around this recipe in particular. But as you can see, that's something that was really relevant to my brand in particular and wouldn't make sense on another blog. And so... That's what we really wanna think about when we think of these brand related blocks. You wanna think about something that would only make sense for your site or maybe a handful of sites that are within your niche and can be something that readers come to know and they start to want to come to your site for that specific tip or that type of tip where they know they're going to learn more about that thing on your site. That's what we're really talking about when we are talking about something that is brand related. And really with all of these suggestions I've given, all five of these different blocks you could be using, they're not gonna work for every single blog. And they're not even gonna work for every single blog post that you write, but that's kind of the point here. These blocks are really to highlight what makes your blog unique and what readers are going to come to your site for. So really be specific when you are thinking through these ideas of what someone would want to expect when they come to your site and how you could make this a unique experience for every single reader on your blog. Now, I hope that you will go and try to use at least one of these blocks on your next blog post and then create that reusable block so that you can use it every single time and really just start to utilize the features and the power of this Gutenberg editor. I think it is such an underutilized tool within the blogging world. And again, if you are brand new to using this editor or you just don't think you're using it to the fullest capabilities, I would love for you to check out the course Simplify with Gutenberg where you can really learn how to use this to not only streamline your blog post process, but also to create that amazing user experience for your readers on your blog posts. If you do end up creating these blocks, I would love for you to share them with me. I would love to see how you are using blocks in your blog posts. I see so many bloggers using these, but I also see so many bloggers not using them. So if you start to use them, I would love to hear how it goes and be able to just see the examples that you are creating and using. That is all I have for you today. You can check the blog post or show notes to see a few more of the episodes where we've talked about Gutenberg and ways to use this editor. But until next week, friends, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.